Does it seem like most podcasts are more commercial than content? Gotta make that chatter, man. We give you the full podcast experience. We're broke as f- over here. TMA Studios. It's what you want. Warning. The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the shootout are not the views and opinions of TMB Studios, its management, or the host, Bill Blanchard. They are strictly the views and opinions of the guest and the guest alone. If you are offended by any of these views and opinions, please stop listening now. What was the craziest thing you ever did in the ring that people said, oh my God, that boy is stupid? Put over Brandon Parker. What? <laughs> no, no. I mean, because we did some pretty weird shit over there. I mean, me and me and Devin Wright at one point had a buff bitch match. Whatever, dude. A buff bitch hey. match? Damn. And he looked like the big guy off of Captain America. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> that's that's just that shocked the fuck out of me. Now one guy who's just asking straight up questions to people, straight up answers, is getting more hits than something that brings a lot of people back to their childhood. And, I mean, this is kind of funny. I appreciate that. You ready? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chris Dickens. Do we really have to go there? No, I heard Vince's comment one night. He said, hey, even God himself has a, has a sense of humor. You know. I mean, wow. Had to create a Christopher Dwayne Dickens. <laughs> oh, God. How many ring racks? How many ring racks did you have backstage? There were rumors about... How many ring racks wanted to get some dirt? Wait, 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 what? Yeah, how many ring racks you actually had some Ring dirt? rats? Oh, boy. Oh, God, Chris. HK wouldn't go dirt what ring rats are. Oh, the one even Wolf Call would turn down. Dale Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I hit another singer right out the park. Wow. Uh, wow. Don't forget, well, we have know, to put six over in the main event because he was the top guy. And, um, yeah. Well, Hogan must pose, you know what I mean? Hogan must pose. I'll stand it first. I feel like going to the Cheeto show and Patriot Park. I was like pissing on the grave. That line for us. The shootout with Bill Blanchard. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another edition of the Wrestling Shootout. Hey, I'm your host, Survivor Opinion, Bill Blanchard, the current and defending Cape Fist Shoot fighting champion of the United Championship of Wrestling and any other promotion I decided to put in that beautiful championship go to. Anyways, I am joined here by tonight by man. He is the man, the myth, the legend. He's the man that broke CM Punk's record United Championship Wrestling over almost almost 500 days as a heavyweight champion. He's like 460 exactly, maybe 470. Hell, I don't know. I wasn't really counting. I've always heard he booked it that way, though. But anyway, let I have got the hardcore. He was the icon of the AWF. He was. My God, every every guy a man dreamed to be at WFJ. Wink, wink. Um, 
Well, everybody wanted to be a manager. You know what I mean? You know, you, you, you know, everybody wanted to be a manager at WFJ. Isn't that right? Yeah, the strong silent. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, it's the man Chris Dickens claims he made famous. I'm talking about Christian Fury, ladies and gentlemen. Christian Fury. It used to be known as Mask Fury. He didn't really wear a mask back then, but really wearing a mask. He's Christian Fury, the Black Rose Christian Fury, if you would. Fury, man, what's going on? Hey, seriously, man, happy Thanksgiving to you. We're here on the eve of Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, we're here on the eve of Thanksgiving and everything, so happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. But, hey, man, seriously, man, how you doing? How you holding up? Well, I'm doing all right. I mean, I got some personal issues going on, but, you know, that's, tonight's not about that. We're going to we have a good guest tonight. And I'm looking to cut back, have a little bit of fun with this one. Hey, I've you know, down the road. We're going to dedicate this show to her, man. We're going to dedicate this show to Mama tonight. That's all I got to say. Mama, get well. Peace, we love you. I hope you're listening tonight and keep in good spirits. So, hey, brother, we got a great show here. We got so much from going on in wrestling. And, and I know what you told me. You've been at 7-Eleven gas station. You've been puking up since you heard the last episode with Ryan Rain, Billy Johnson. And, you know, I tell you, man, I really wish you guys just just can come to terms, sit down, have a handshake, have a burger, have a beer, put this shit behind us, and let's get focusing on wrestling, man. That's any, right. Any, any possibilities that I have, man? Yep. My door's open. His door is open. You heard it here. Okay. Yes. Well, we got very very special guests we got very very special guests he is a young upcoming talent in professional wrestling here in csra he's been a lot of places here in georgia i've seen him wrestle quite a few times on uh, one hell of a tag team on uh, one hell of a singles competitor man i'm starting to become a fan of this guy you know i mentioned him last week on the show with um with promoter for livewire you know, Billy Johnson, and hell, I didn't know at the moment. I accidentally, accidentally replaced this guy because he had a little bit of car trouble coming in here for the last for the show earlier this year. We're going to talk about that in a little bit here. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, former co-holders of the UCW Tag Team Champions, in my opinion, a future UCW Heavyweight Champion, L.A. Smooth. Welcome to the shootout, man. How you doing, brother? Happy Thanksgiving yeah, to see you. Yeah, it's an honor to be on here, um, especially as uh, – a guest, you know, it's uh, been a dream come true of mine ever since I stepped foot in UCW. I knew that your podcast was the cast to be on, so here I am. And um, Christian Fury up there, you know, um, we we've crossed paths in this building in this place plenty of times, and uh, we've done what we've done, and you know, it's an honor to be here too. How you doing, man? Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad to be here. It's an honor. Yeah, glad to have you on the show, brother. I mean, we we shared the highway together. We've been to different places. I mean, it's right. as it gets, brother. Oh, yeah. Well, brother, I appreciate you saying those kind of words. You know, hey, man, it's still a big honor to have, like I said, a rising superstar. I think you're going to have a great career ahead of you. But before we get to the future, we've got to start with the past, my man. Uh, Everyone has an origin story. Everyone's yep, got their yep. own story. And how they got started in this business. Where does the story of LA Smooth begin? Well, it all started when I was 18. And um, I was actually in, I was actually back home in Detroit uh, visiting some family. I was actually staying with my sister over in Dearborn. 
And I had got a random text message from a referee that was at APW named Austin Corey. And um, Corey asked me that I want the opportunity to become a uh, independent professional wrestler. And I was like, well, sure, you know, because <clears throat> my mom, before she passed away in 09, she really had, you know, got me hooked into wrestling. And I remember it. The first night that she had me actually watching wrestling was the 2007 WWE draft that Chris Benoit got drafted over to ECW. And, you know, the tragedy happened that weekend. So, yeah, I'll never forget when I first started, you know, when I first started back watching wrestling. But, you know, starting off wrestling, my first day of training, I was under the trainingship of T Cash, which you all know as the owner of Real Extreme Championship Wrestling, which is WECW, which is my first home. I will never, even though we have parted ways now. You know, I there'll never be any bad blood, you know, whatsoever. They gave me my start, and I have that respect. I have the utmost respect for um, Thomas as well as Doug and DJ over there at WCW. Just the legacy, you know, even though Doug and DJ are out, you know, Thomas is still trying to, you know, make make everything right with the company. You know, he's trying. But um, other than that, yeah, when I got started, you know, uh, it became, it was, wrestling was there, but it wasn't, you know, I didn't think I could make a career out of it until, you know, I was always that quiet kid in the back in the locker room during the match or whatever, you know, just, I was always that quiet person. I didn't take any lead over anything. I didn't do, I was just that guy. And it just evolved. This year was really my uh, coming of age you know, in the wrestling thing, I'm starting to get more innovative with it. You know, just the start, just the comedic part. You know, getting used to the crowd and you know being able to you know work with certain people in this industry. You know, it has it up, it has its ups and it has its downs. So you know, it's uh, I take it day by day. I'm getting better. I, I, this year alone, 2019, I've just experienced a lot of growth in professional wrestling there's a lot of great opportunities you know coming my way during this wrestling thing and you know i'm starting to really travel with it now so it's starting to become a thing um origin wise i my i've been through so i'm I've, this year of course actually three years into this uh january will mark my seventh year and being the being an indie scene so, over the, what you want to say, in the beginning, I played a male stripper by the name of L.A. Smooth, and I was, I was given that character, I was, that was who I needed to be, and I struggled so hard to find me in that, you know, it wasn't until I had a date up in uh, near Kanye's Georgia. And it was Tommy Rich, Thunderbolt Patterson, and a whole bunch of other legends. And I got a chance to sit and talk with Thunderbolt Patterson. And he, he asked me, what was I, who was I supposed to be? Who am I in this wrestling business? And I really had to sit and think about that. And I felt so bad because I didn't have an answer. 
But, you know, fast forward to now, I've figured who I am. Originally, I am from Detroit, Michigan. I I currently live in Georgia. I've been in Georgia for some years now. And, you know, Detroit will always have a special place in my heart. And I use that and incorporated that within my wrestling with this frozen brand called Detroit versus Everybody, owned by Tommy Walker. And I use that and incorporate, you know, Detroit struggles, Detroit's, you know, controversy levels and everything. And I just put it all together and I said, you know what, this defines me. This brand defines me. It was once a major part of my life and still is because I still have a lot of family up there in Detroit. And, you know, I go back and visit every time and. Now that, you know, I've come into age with the wrestling thing, my current plans, I would think, are I'm really I really want to go back home and wrestle for everybody back home in Detroit, which is sort of a dream of mine. Um, when I was younger, my mom used to talk about all the weekends that her grandparents was, you know, taking yeah, her. That's definitely a question I wanted to ask you about Detroit. You know, yeah. Detroit has such a special city in professional wrestling. You know, that, that's the city where the Pontiac Silverdome used to be, where Hulk Hogan fought under the giant. And unfortunately, Detroit, the same the strange city where Hulk Hogan knocked the giant off the top of the roof of Bill Bill Hall at Halloween Havoc 95. So that wasn't a question to ask you. Detroit, uh, they had to be talking about matches like that back then. That's right. What was your question, Bill? Well, I'm just saying, like, 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 uh, you know, Detroit is a very, very special city in professional wrestling. I mean, that was a city where Hogan slammed Andre, right? It's the same That's city right. where you watch the WWE pay per view Halloween Havoc 1995 and that monster truck competition between Hogan and the Giant. You know, yeah. you know, Hogan not the Giant top of the roof. You know, I just remember that being in Detroit. You know, also the same place Hogan took on Flair in the cage, you know, helping have it 94 this year. So I'm just kind of curious, you know, you being from Michigan, Detroit of all places, you know, that's definitely a big, big you know, big, big city uh, for professional yeah. wrestling. So, like, my question yeah. is, like, how much is that you guys actually talk about when the WCW or the WF, you know, come on your area and travel? And, I mean, it's such a legend in professional wrestling. Everybody big wrestling fans up there, or is it just kind of like it is here? You kind of make fun of or even like it professional wrestling. There, surprisingly, there are today a lot of big professional wrestling. Uh, a lot of people still love professional wrestling. I went out, uh, actually, when I first became a UCW tag team champion, I had went to Detroit and I had, I was just promoting myself. You know, I said, you know what, I need to go home, I need to. You know, I need to connect with the people back home, and I did. And you know, I went to the um, Tiger Stadium up there in Detroit, and um, man, people are asking me what was your t- what, what title was that for, and oh, you were a professional wrestler, and man, I love wrestling, and it's it's such a good feeling to be able to go back home and you know get so much praise, and a lot of people, random people, you have conversations with. I've had like random conversations with people up there in the city about like wrestling, you know, wow, that would be cool. And gained a, maybe a couple of, you know, semi-major friends such as producer Key Wayne. Um, he signed to Jay-Z's Rock Nation label. He just makes beats all day. 
and we were talking one day on Instagram Live, and you know, he we were talking on, you know, man, I like wrestling, man. I think that's really cool. And um, at the time, I was chasing an endorsement ship with Tommy Walker for Detroit versus everybody, and. I was supposed to have a meeting with Tommy, but Tommy is like extra busy. He uh, he had just got done shooting a commercial with the Detroit Pistons, released this shirt actually at the time I was up there. And, um, you know, we we took we, we we couldn't get it done then. But Tommy Walker eventually gave me a phone call and we talked and, you know, he told me he was going to keep me in the loop. And I, I think it's for a reason why I have his number and he's still you know, tries to talk to me every once in a week or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, uh, Detroit is for sure still one of those places on the maps for professional wrestling. So, I got a question here, brother. Um, I know you talked about your quote-unquote male stripper when you first came in as L.A. Smooth. That transition, when you didn't have an answer for Thunderbolt on what's your character. When did it set in that you're actually going to go back to being who you really are, being from Detroit, you know, rocking the gear of Detroit versus everybody and putting something behind it and bringing that awareness even down here, you know? Hell, when I first saw you wear that T-shirt, brother, I thought you had made that T-shirt yourself and that's what you are going with. I said, man, that's actually a pretty cool idea. I didn't yeah. know it was actually thing in detroit yeah it's a, it's an actual uh it's a to me i feel like it's a movement because tommy walker himself you know when he started detroit versus everybody he said man i'm tired of the city being overlooked and every time we are in the media it's about something negative it's time for us to stand up as a whole and hey we're more than that we've contributed more to america than a lot of other places, you know, you got Ford and you have the Dodge brothers and GM, you know, that's still today. That's still a big, you know, the big, I would say the big three almost, <clears throat> you know, that and Ford, that Ford will cross Chrysler Fiat and, you know, it's big two. Right? But yeah, uh, <clears throat> you know, all those just, just going home and, you know, I, I know I, I'm always at peace when I go back home to Detroit. It's always a peaceful environment. And I always come back with a good, I come back to Georgia with a good mindset. And it's crazy because if I go and take a trip right now and I got a show next weekend in Georgia, man, I'm telling you, my energy is just going to be off the charts. And, you know, um, I think I felt that energy one time. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 We, we've, uh, like I said, we've crossed paths before, man. And, you know, we've had some legendary battles. And um, I must say, you are one of one of a kind. When we're in that ring. And, you know, just wrestling, man. It's, uh, it's an honor to just be able to grow. And like, just to say that I've, I've known I, you've been around to witness that growth. Because you've seen it. Like, you know, I went from... Yeah, he's a job, really. You want to go do nothing, you know, to now I'm out there and um, I'm I'm putting meaning behind things. It, you know, I, I have a lot from <laughs> you to thank for that, you know. um, You would actually stop me in the rocker room one time before I went out for a match and you told me, man, go out there and give him hell, you know, just fire up. And, man, we went out there and, 
and tore the roof down. We did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause, well, got, um, go yeah. ahead, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Well, no, no I was just, I was just gonna comment on that. You know, when I when I I'm not I'm not commentating for uh, UCW, and I'll see you come out to the ring, and I'll see you and Trip come out to the ring. Yeah, I mean, like I would tell Blake, who was sitting right next to me, I was like, you didn't realize that's the loudest sound of the night. I mean, the fans get on your feet, the girls start chanting and screaming, which my nieces are in love with you, by the way. And oh, he went, man. yeah, yeah, I mean, it's all I hear is L.A. smooth and trip on the way back home. You know, so it's just kind of like, it's the loudest sound of the night. I mean, you, I mean, you guys are definitely becoming uh, either not the top tag team or you, even you yourself are starting to get a lot of notoriety as a singles competitor. And, yeah, you know, I, 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 I kind of, like, some people don't have it. Some people, I mean, I tell us the theory all the time. Not everybody is born or gifted with charisma, man. You got that charisma. You got that spunk. You got that electricity, if you would, as the rock um, that ring so, that identify you, man, and fall in love with you, man. It's just that's got to be one hell of a feeling for you. Yeah, um, it's actually really good. You know, I, I'm starting out. I have. Some social anxiety problems, but I'm starting to now able to cope with it all. And I'm going out there and I'm playing with the crowd and I'm um, getting them into it. And man, it's it's a good thing. Like I'm, I'm like the charisma thing. That's been one of the great highlights of the year. Like I'm really starting to, to get out there with the crowd and interact with them. And you know, they they see me get my ass kicked, and you know, they're they're right there with me. You know. Same agony and pain. I'm looking them in their face, and you know it's the same thing. So it's 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 all about connecting with the people the best way you can, you know. So and you've definitely done that, my friend. Oh, um, got a question? Beer, <clears throat> did you have a question? Well, um, earlier this year, I know me and you had spoke on uh, Messenger at one point. I think we were booking that particular match you were talking about. And I know you're expressing how tired you were of being overlooked. And, you know, yeah. I explained what my goal was. And it helps you come a little bit out of your shell. Um, yeah. And we, we traveled down the road to South Georgia, and we got the crowd going. Yeah, we did. I, 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 I back to chess until you're able to fire back. And when you came yeah. back, back in UCW, when I told you out there and said, man, fire up. Because yeah. that was the mood that needed to be out there because <clears throat> when you're out there like that man you got the charisma you've got the crowd on you it, that's the way you got to be just turn yourself up a couple of notches and you're there that's who you are yeah you I, 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 I had to bring that out man you told me bring that fire man i brought the fire and ever since then that fire has just it stayed there and you know that that's though that was one of the that was i would say the beginning of you know, that growth in the ring and, and then, then it evolved to something else. Um, <clears throat> I'm going I'm to talk about, uh, you know, I'm going to slide on to the conversation about, you know, the last match I had at WBCW. I, uh, I would say it is it was the year closer back in uh, October. Um, man, I was a part of a, uh, to me, one of the Biggest highlights of my career right now, and I want to say I really enjoyed myself, but I really can't stand the dude that I faced. <clears throat> um, Lord Adrian, 
Um, you you may have known him from the Walmart videos where the guys are wrestling in Walmart and in McDonald's and everything else. Um, I I I can't stand guys like that. You know, they like to think that they are all about you know wrestling. You know that people that are not in our craft but imitating our craft. You know, it's a lot of people that a lot of us get pissed off just watching them do stuff like that. So I had to teach that kid a lesson and uh it's kind of funny. It was his first real wrestling match. My first main event and first hardcore match. And we had a hardcore match that night. And when I tell you the fans of WCW, they were off their feet. Uh, everybody was into it. All eyes were on us, and everybody was standing up, all into it. It was a, it was a, a beautiful night, you know. Even though I, I got my head cut open that night, and I bled like I bled. And um, we went hardcore, like we, we really went hardcore. But you know, just studying up to that, I knew it was my first hardcore match. I was like, wow. I've never done this before, so what do I look at? And I went back and I looked at some Mick Foley. I looked at a little Terry Funk and, you know, just the pioneers of the hardcore thing. I, I really, you know, I, I consider Mick and Terry to be the best to ever do the hardcore thing. And, you know, Terry Funk has done a lot, you know, him and his brother Dory. And, it, you know, it's an honor to go back and, you know, be able to study those things in order to get myself ready for that particular match. Now, I was watching on Facebook not too long ago. I saw a Facebook Live video. I remember tagging Christian Fury into this. Um, situation, you and Damien sick. Was that him going to your house and beating you up with a kidney stick? Or, or Explain what happened in there. This was after. That you happened in uh, October, wasn't it? Yeah, it actually did happen back in October, and um, Damien sick. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm that that chapter of my career is far from done because I'm not totally done with him. In fact, um, I have possession over the WECW championship, and I decided to leave when I left the night I left WECW. I gave uh the owner of the title back because I had no use for it anymore. So I said, you know what? It's time to clean my hands with it and take my act on somewhere else. You know, it's time to branch off. It's time to, to do you, you know, and that's what I'm currently doing. But as far as Damon's sick, yeah, he, he came, he came to my house and, um, he's come out there looking for my grandmother. You remember he kidnapped, uh, T Cash's brother, Venom. And had him all locked up and stuff. And I told him that day, I was like, if you ever tried me like that, then I guarantee you, you won't be the same person after I get done with you. And he came to my house one morning because it's funny because we actually ended up fighting in another promotion. Uh, oh. Bad Boys, CSRA Bad Boys Wrestling, we had ended up fighting the promotion for them. And I came out with the W. And <clears throat> Damien didn't like the fact that I was on Facebook. You know, I wasn't gloating. I wasn't showboating. But I went in there and I gave everything my all. And he got hit with my spear. And, bam, the match is over with. One, two, three, it was over. And yeah. it was it was a decent match, you know. And he attacked me in the video. And, 
you know, a lot of people weren't happy with that. I had got a lot of phone calls and stuff to make sure I was all right because I honestly, I did not see that coming. And he pulled no. it that way, you know, it happened. But the thing, I, the thing I'm trying to figure out Dan, here is I know you said you've, you know, you forfeited the WCW championship. Get back to the owner, you wash your hands, wash your hands free of it, and you start somewhere else. But what was it the strong? What made you decide? What I don't know what's going on, but you know how you said it, kind of like Bruce Benoit, thousand him telling WCW, I don't, I don't want nothing to do with it. Here's your title back. I'm going to find a place else when you show up to the WWE. Well, a lot of a lot of that is, you know, I look at things differently within the wrestling business. I have a certain perspective about things. I mean, a title can make and break you, but is that important? I mean, I I, I know I've won my first, you know, I wore my, my first championship was a tag team championship, and you know you. I mean, I, I like the accolades and stuff like that. I love, I love being able to say, "Hey, I was this champion. I was that champion." But at the end of the day, that doesn't make or break who you who you are, you know. And I don't need I don't need a title to define me. You know, it's all about my heart and how I give I what I put into it, and that's one of my philosophies I live by. I'm very glad to hear you say that. So, in other words, L.A. Smooth will never be Brett the Hitman Hart, who is for 20 years we've always heard him say how he was screwed out of Road Russell Federation Championship. And I've heard it yeah. so much where, where like you, you know, it seems like your legacy and Russ is going to be. I was screwed out of the WWF Championship. Not the fact that you were a seven-time champion, you were screwed out of the championship. I mean, it, it, it's stuff like that. I think gets wrestling. A bad name, and, and the reason why I say this, okay, Jerry can tell you. Twenty years ago, you have never heard me say that. I mean, I used to defend the hit. Oh no, he was—he was the biggest hitman advocate there was when it came to stuff like that. Oh yeah, but twenty yeah. years later, you like guys like clinging on to the title, not wanting to lose the title. The title defined my career. You know, yeah, yeah, yada. I mean, I mean, it's just. But, you know, and it, like I said 20 years ago, I was not a really big Shawn Michaels fan. But 20 years later, when I hear Shawn Michaels says his legacy is he wants to be the one to tear the house down. You know, he wants right. the best possible win, lose, or draw, the best match possible. The bottom line is the fans go home talking about, man, did you see that match? His idea was to tear the house down. And that That's really right. made me look Michael is different, man. But I'm, I'm really glad to hear you sit there and say, we're saying that a title is not going to define me. You know, my blood, sweat, going to find me. You know, hell, man, I respect you a hell of a lot more just by hearing you say that, man. Because there are a lot of people out there, man, that cling to gold. I mean, I, I yeah. don't know. But at the same time, man, I want to say this real quick. At the same time, you know, I fall victim of that. I'm not going to lie to you, man. As a kid growing up, I fell in love with the world championship title. That, that the whole – the respect for the title, not just in pro wrestling, but, you know, even in pro boxing, but eventually MMA. But, like, you know, I, I've got books. I mean, I've got matches. I've got – I'm a big collector of it, dude. I mean, 
I'm hell. I'm called the Rusty Encyclopedia for a reason, man. I can go back to the early 1800s to the Abe Lincoln days, the pioneers of a uh, catch as catch style wrestling. I go back to Frank Gotch and George Hackensmith. So I mean, yeah. Plus, when I started doing Survivor Pain, I was doing shoot matches and real matches, and yeah, I wanted to be the champion. You know, what I'm saying I want to bring prestige and honor to that belt. You know, That's but right. then he has, you know, he wants to make mockeries about it. You know, it's just I, I don't know, man. It just Ah, it just kind of goes back and forth in it, though. But, you know, I mean, I know T. Cash, and, you know, he's a good promoter. He does his best in his business. And, Cash know. is one of the best, I would say, to ever, you know, step foot, you know, in a wrestling ring and as well as, you know, just as a promoter as well. He, he, he's got the potential to be something very big. We talked uh-huh. about TK. I really want your opinions here. Now you work with some other promoters. Now I've seen you, you know, personally, personally. I know Theory right. probably seen you down south of Georgia, and I'll get to that in just a minute here. But I have seen you wrestle at Livewire. I've seen you wrestle at UCW, and then you say um what all boys wrestling? What was it called? Bad boys wrestling. Bad boys wrestling. Bad boys wrestling, Mike Ellis's promotion. Yes, sir. Um, between those three promoters, you know. Don and UCW, Billy and Livewire, and Mike Ellison, man. What do you like and what you don't like about those promotions? You work with both of them. You know, what, what, what is it that you love and don't like about them? Well, I'm going to start off with... Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to start off with uh, WCW because that's my home. And that was my first home, you know. And... um. With WECW, you know, I love that, you know, you know, I always and I always give credit to this man, Doug Flakes. Um, Doug saw the potential in me. He was the one that actually gave me the smooth moniker, you know, so I just went along with that. He gave me my name and it stuck. So I got people calling him smooth and everything else. I love the fact that Doug knows what he's doing in the wrestling promotion as well as the son DJ you know uh DJ is one of a kind as well and of course Thomas as well Thomas has got Thomas is an unbelievable uh I would say X division caliber uh wrestler and you know the the only when I first started I didn't like um we had some I'm I'm, I'm not going to say any names we had some that had you know, egos bigger than them. And that's one thing that I've gotten to grow into is, you know, I'm not going to, some people are just afraid to let other people see them get their ass kicked in this thing. And me, that's not like me. I'll go on Facebook and I'll put on a match. And if I win, lose, or draw, you're going to see it. Because I don't believe in being no RoboCop within this wrestling industry, you know? Can't nobody be, hey, in the pros, they don't have people. Sorry, WWE, but yeah, um, they have people, you know, just set up to look like RoboCop and all that other stuff. You know, I feel like if you gonna bring it, you, you got to bring yours to beat somebody else's. So hey, you know, I'm not scared to take it no no L's. You know, it's not that that's something I'd never do. You know, just not sit there and take an L. And I mean, hell, I'm hell, in this business, you don't know what your night is gonna be like. You don't know how your opponent's going to do when you get out there, you know? So that and uh, 
I've only worked for Livewire once. And uh, it was actually Enigma, which is Trip and L.A. Smooth versus Ravana Zen and Ravana Sin and Dynamic Dexter. And um, that I'm not going to lie, that was a very entertaining match. Uh, I got a chance to eat the cake and... <laughs> It was uh, it was it was it was a very it was a highlight of the you know that match was a, one of my highlights as well. Um, we put on a pretty good show. I mean, Livewire's locker room. I'm gonna say it consists of some old UCW talent, you know, which is still good to see them. You know, it's no bad blood between us or nothing like that. You know, it's all uh, it's all love in this wrestling thing. I don't believe in having any grudges against anybody. And, you know, Livewire's setup, their layout is very, very unique. The way they have the guard where it rails and everything else. And, you know, um, <clears throat> that, uh, I don't know if I can say what I don't like about Livewire. I mean, there is nothing I really don't like about it. I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't think it's a bad product, but, you know. Um, just, I would say, and I'm not sure, and, and, and pro wrestling Bushido, shout out to Cameron Cade, I love Cameron Cade, Cameron Cade is the truth, but, um, right. I feel like Bushido, I'm not going to say they lost any credibility, because they have some sol solid people. But um, I just want to I want to touch base on this real quick too. Uh, Livewire, their last show they had they had Matt Sales going against uh, Superhuman, the guy that's doing the woo woo juggalo stuff, yeah. <clears throat> dives through stuff. They had him. In. See, I know I'm only a seven year old, uh, you know, professional in this thing i know i'm only inside and i got a ways to go i do I honestly and i will say i do have a ways to go i do but when you got people like superhuman on your show i feel like that kind of loses a little bit of your credit some just a little bit of your credibility i have not totally lost respect for these people um <clears throat> but superhuman they're acting like they're superman like no selling yeah what well, yeah the way he just jumps, like, you know, the guy that stands on top of stuff, like, woo-woo, and elbow drops on microwaves and all that yeah. other stuff. Yeah. I went and saw his Facebook stuff. He goes, woo-woo, fuck this shit, and yeah. elbow drops. Fight bugs. He does microwaves, TVs. He's purposely hurting himself. There's no art to that. There is no art. <laughs> I can agree with you 100%, Jay, that there is no art behind that. And what else pisses me off with that is this guy has no gear whatsoever. T-shirt. Quick question. This is Live Pachito we're talking about, right? Yeah, Live Wire slash Pachito. Jay, I thought Chris Dickens was retired. Jay, I thought Chris Dickens was retired. Hey, you know, uh, you know, Chris, 
I mean, I, I heard that about 10 years ago about a guy who, 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 who no sells, he gets his head, he crashes into the thing, has an eight ball corner pocket pool right under his nuts and no sells it or sells too much. But his biggest criticism was no gear, jeans and a t shirt. No, gear. Us- and this guy didn't even have jeans, if I remember correctly. It was more like sweatpants of some sort. Yeah, so make some- he's marking out to Chris. Yeah. And I, uh, now famous. All right, go I, ahead, I buddy. got so mad when I saw that poster with Matt Sales on it because I, Matt Sales is no doubt, you know, a good wrestler. He really is. And when I knew Matt Sales was taking on Superhuman, I'm like, what the hell? Why is, why is he doing this? He doesn't deserve to be making fun of our, you know, our profession. You're done. You're doing this because you're known for doing the stunts and you have no gear. You're out here making people like us look bad. You know, people that have worked hard and been in this business and really dedicated to work their ass off. And I feel like that was a mockery against us. Right. You know, right. and I'm not the one to talk about pay or anything, but there's vet, there are people that's been in this longer than that. They can't get over an $80 book. Come on now. And then you got people like Superhuman getting paid over that. Not, I'm not. I'm not saying that that's what he got paid or none of that stuff. So anybody that sees this, no, I'm not speaking on that. I don't know what happened. I don't know what he got paid, but I was close. Look, somebody had told me that that was what was going on, and I just stood behind it. So, superhuman. No, I, I just feel like that's not a good. It's not a good look, you know. And there's a lot of people jumping into this profession nowadays that. Hey, they think that they're they, they think that they're you know ready to do this and they're not ready to do it. No, and, no. You know, it's, it's let me ask you this question. Ask you this question. Here's the question I've always asked Now we're talking about superhuman here. I have seen young guys come in this business, breaking this business, who had this mindset, I don't want to look weak. So go take some of these big uh, finishers, and he has to kick out at the count of one, you know, because they don't want to look human. I haven't so, seen all of, I have not look, seen all of Superhuman's matches, but I did look online and I saw him against Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan and uh, Shark Boy from TNA. And well, I instantly, I already don't care for Joey Ryan, but Shark Boy, I lost all respect for him because like, dude, just Superhuman, he doesn't. Um, he doesn't know how to. You know, he, he's he does not have a match. The guy's not a wrestler. He's just a stunt double or a stunt man or whatever he calls himself. And he brings the guy, good friend Paul or whatever. That's making. And he's wearing the. I don't know if Paul was a luchador or whatever, but the mask. Come on, right. now, you, you're trying a little too hard, man. You know. So. But I see a lot of young guys though have that mentality of not wanting to sell, wanting to be superhuman. Kick out no, every little and and act like all of a sudden they're money mouse afterwards. After you know they they got, they've been hit with chairs and baseball bats and they've been super flexed off the top row, power bomb the concrete floor, then jump up, ah, no sales, and just like kicking ass and everything. No, I mean, just, no. and I'm telling you now, if you ever no sell for me, I'm gonna slap the hell out of you. Damn straight. <laughs> I'm to go I says. No. And everything I've been taught, you know, since then, I've incorporated to my, you know, 
mentality now about wrestling. And you know, all no selling, none. No, you can't. You can't no sell somebody and expect to get away. Well, you got vets that will literally hurt you if you go in there and no sell them. Some of them will give you a break one time. Others will hit you on the first time. So, but you never know which one you're gonna get is playing lethal lottery. You oh know? yeah. Oh yeah. Um, now you've worked with um, you know, with UCW. How do you feel they your character? You know, you know, part, I know, I know you great as a tag team, but um, were you promised anything? Opportunity for the main event, opportunity to face the champion, opportunity to work with guys like Hunter Young, um, you know, anything like that nature, Octane title. Um, up- as far as I know, I don't know if I have any, you know say so and you know i deserve it i'm not gonna say i'm automatically i deserve a title shot i'd rather try to earn it and get noticed for it you know than just be able to just run up and say hey i want a title shot i've been working at this for a long time i need a title shot i'm not i'm not trying to disrespect nobody on the ucw roster there's a couple of guys that held the octave title i've always thought was a little questionable yes um and fear knows on me when i say yes but um, yes. you know, I remember telling Blake, you know, I was just like, man, look at this guy smooth, man. Look, look at this guy's matches, man. I mean, I see the Octane title coming around this man's waist. I see this guy being the next face of United Championship Wrestling. You know, I'm just sitting there kind of kind of like waiting and waiting to see what's going to happen. And then, of course, we all know um, United Championship Wrestling took a small pause and they left the American Legion and, he, and they tried to do joint shows with WCW and everything, but, you know, I guess it's just a little disappointed in it, man, but I'm just not sure what your thoughts would go. And, you know, you sit there and says you wouldn't earn it. My friend, you've earned it. Uh, so the matches you have, and, I mean, perfect example, um, the match you had earlier this year, you had a match with Christian Fury. You know, yeah. I was there at rings watching, you know, and Fury kind of felt like... It was kind of it. Match. I remember yeah, I counted that match. It was, it was a match where um, Fury had something to prove. Just lost yeah. the championship, lost a lot of faith, lost a lot of respect. Hell, I ain't gonna lie, I thought his career was over. I thought he's a washed up has been bone. You know, I thought for sure he should have beat Hunter Young in an I quit match. You, you ain't gonna convince me that a Rocky War veteran, you know, a, a, a law enforcement man, a badass, a, le- a legitimate badass, was gonna say I quit to some punk kid who has sanctuary, and I love Hunter Young to death. I mean, I'm a punk kid. But come on, saying I quit to a punk kid, and the reason why I say that, that should be Christian Fear's mentality. I'm not going to let some kid wet behind the ears make me say I quit. But not only did Hunter Young make Christian Fear say I quit, he screamed I quit. Golly. Talk about being more, I was more disappointed at the building and everything. So the next time I see Christian Fear wrestling, you know, I see him in the ring, and then I see your entrance, Steve. I said, oh, shit. My language, but I said, Oh, shit. damn man, I'm <laughs> Blake. Man, this is gonna be good. Man, watch this. One. Oh, man, Fury yeah. made eye contact with me. That's the bitch made eye contact me. I just kind of winked up and said, Yeah, bitch, you're getting yours then. Fury said, Hell with that. He boom rushed you and boom, we started attacking you. I was, Oh, man, I'm into this freaking fight. To me, it's what Russell was be all. Yeah, one guy trying to prove his, I'm still the man, bitch. And then you got L.A. Smooth. Nah, oh, man, it's my kingdom now. And then, boom, when I saw you win that match, dude, man, I mean, I, 
just me as being an outside uh, spectator, you've earned your spot that night. I, I was waiting and waiting to see you being the main event status because you just whooped for your ass that night. No offense, boss, but you lost. Uh, I, I'm taking <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. When I saw Christian Fury, like I, uh, I really had, uh, I was kind of worried, and um, I knew he was, I knew he was pissed. And management he sends me the email that tells me, uh, "Hey, man, you're going against uh, Christian Fury the next time that you, uh, you know, wrestle uh, for us." And I'm like, Christian Fury, but he just lost to Hunter Young, and I was did that same that same. You know, thing, Bill, I was sitting there like, man, he just lost 100 Young. Am I sure I want to do this? You know, yeah, he might kill me or something. And uh, sure enough, I, I got over my goosebumps that same night, and I went out there, and I and I put on a, a pretty decent show, you know. And um, it – that the way it ended, uh, I think the ref – our ref for that match, he had uh, – Y'all, you and him had some words, and I didn't know what was going on. And you know, you had just knocked me the hell out, and I'm still like, like dazed and confused. Like, my, did I really just do this? What what happened? And y'all are arguing, and now I'm in the corner, and I'm sitting up with a spear, and I got the whole edge thing going on. And you turn around, and boom, and man, that spear was that was uh, that was the beginning of no. No BS smooth, I would say. That was the beginning. No BS you know the do you know who was refereeing that night? Huh, a uh, big boss man. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. Said that. No, he's a former AWF champion, Diablo, which is my brother-in-law. Diablo, yeah. And, yeah, and Fury. Fury. The funny story about this: Fury wrestled this guy back in 2001. They actually went at it in a grappling match for two and a half hours. Before Fury made him tap out. Very good match. Way back in man. But uh, I tell you what, man, Diablo's put a lot of people in body bags, but he never could beat Fury. So it was funny them having words. When he'll push when he push and put Fury on his ass, when he turned around, spear boom. Man, it was beautiful. One, two, yeah. three. Yeah. That was the match um, like my Hey, you know, just I know this is off topic or whatever, but uh this that spear, you know, I ever since then, I've always been a huge fan of Edge. And, like, just you being able to that the spear from was from Goldberg or Bobby Lashley, but you said Edge. Yeah, Edge is a spear, too, for a while. Edge. Edge. I, I, I love his spears. I mean, I like Goldberg, and I like Bobby Lashley, and I like Batista. but And I like Rhino. Rhino, he is my second favorite spear artist. Edge was something you special by his freaking spears, man. Yeah, his spear, Edge's spear is very unique, and you know, just watching it over the years, you know, it's it's uh, it's set up for it, the corner or off the ropes, or you know, it's 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 uh, it's a divine feeling, you know. And I used to play football in eighth grade, and I tell I was like, you know what, I'm gonna use it. So, bam, started using the spear. And since then, it's been it's a pretty effective motive of you know pretty effective way to take my opponent out. Which I don't yeah. know whether if it was a blessing or a curse because you told me when you got in the back that you love to spare me. So I'm sitting here going, hmm. So what does that mean? You're going to spare me every time you see me, or? <laughs> well, 
Oh no, uh uh-uh. no, it's just that that the way the way I hit that move is, you know, I try to put everything into it and I just feel like as soon as I hit, you know, that pause in the air where I got you and you get ready to go down, like it's like everything just stops and you know until the impact till you hit the ground. Like everybody time just stops and it's it's a beautiful thing. It is wow. a beautiful. It's a beautiful spear, brother. It's a beautiful spear. You perfected it, and I'm proud of it. You, you, know, you make it look real intense. You're doing the move justice. I think Edge would be proud, brother. Yeah, I really do. I actually tagged him on Instagram in one of my spears. I, he actually liked it, and you know that was it was uh, that was a pretty cool moment too. Sweet, man. Sweet. I did not know that. That was actually really good, brother. Yeah. Wow, getting yeah. goosebumps. Yeah. Talking to the man that knows Ed, that's pretty cool. Um, well, I know, right? Yeah. Let, me, let me ask you a question, boss man. Let me ask you a question here, boss man. No. Um, talked about WCW, UCW, but I'm really curious, man. What are your thoughts on Mike Ellison and his promotion? Oh, Mike Ellison? Yeah, he's so many promotions area. I have heard so much stuff about the guy that he's – not pay people, done people wrong, backstab people, corrupted people, try to steal venues from other promotions right, right, right underneath them and everything. What's, what, what's your take on the man? Uh, Mike Ellison, I haven't had a problem with Mike Ellison, and I've actually heard a lot of those rumors about him not paying I, I, people and not doing people justice, and I've heard a lot of them. But uh, Mike, to me, Mike is, Mike, Mike is an okay guy to me. You know, he... Uh, he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it, and, you know, we, uh, well, I haven't had any, you know, issues with him. I did, my first show I did, uh, work with him, we had, uh, Ricky Morton was actually there, and, uh, we, uh, they had Ricky Morton, Tick Donovan, and, uh, another face there that night, and it, I didn't get paid for that night. That was the first, that was the only time I've never gotten paid by Mike, you know, discussing Hey, if we're gonna discuss pay and all that, you know, I didn't get paid by him that time. And um and then the other show we've had, I've gotten paid. Now you mentioned Ricky Morton, one half of the Rock and Roll Express, though. What was that experience like? Wow, uh Robert Gibson wasn't actually there. Uh Robert had something else he had to do that weekend. And um me and Ricky Morton, man, wow, Ricky Morton is he's a cool guy. Uh, and you know, but he he hasn't even been in the him or Robert weren't even in the WWE. They got acknowledged for the work outside of the WWE. And you know, being that they're Hall of Fame legends is it's another it's a it's a great thing to be able to grow from. I actually had a little conversation with him and he wants me to actually come to Tennessee and come to his wrestling school. And um you I'm know working on like that too. I'm, I'm working on that next year, trying to go to the school of Morton and have a couple of training sessions with Morton. Um, like I said, you know, I'm trying to get myself back back full time in the ring myself. But yeah, a lot of respect, a lot of respect, and a lot of love for the Rock and Roll Express, especially Ricky Morton. I follow the school school of Morton. I follow his podcast as well, and you know, he's come. Hey, he's come a long way. You know, I'm real proud of Ricky Morton. Yeah, uh, but speaking of Morton, definitely. I got to talk. I got to talk about this because, you know, quite a few people have been on my show and have such negative opinions about this man. Now, I'm not trying to pick on the kid, okay? 
He's obviously has a good heart and a good love for professional wrestling. He wants so desperately to make it in this business, but he's made a lot of bad decisions here. I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking about we all know him as a uh, Hollywood Justin Hancock. You know, I'm kind of curious, man. He's trying to start promoting Bob Viscosity. You know, any any thoughts about trying to work with Scott City? Any thoughts about working with, you know, with Justin at all? Or what's your all raw opinion about him and his mind for the business? Because some people... Wait, 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 wait. Who, who's the other person? You said Justin Hollywood. Yeah, that's his name. Justin Hollywood Hancock. Yeah. Justin... When I first started wrestling for UCW, I think that was the night that he actually won the UCW championship. And uh, ever since then, I really haven't seen him in action, and uh, he really hasn't been doing, you know. See, that's the thing. Oh, he's, he's, he's got a middle block, in my opinion. All of a sudden, he doesn't want to take a suplex, or he doesn't want to take this move, take that move. Ever since that match he had where he fought Damian Sick, Christian Fury, correct me if I'm wrong, he never came back to defend that belt, did he? They just put up for granted that somebody else because he got injured or he just did not want to work. Am I right or not or wrong? Yeah, he forfeited the title pretty much. After that match he had with Damian Sick, though, has he had one on matches since then? Or has that pretty much been it for him? Other than a few guys. Well, I just kind of wonder, like I said, people have been on this show, they've been very, very negativity about the kid. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I was just curious, man. What was your experience working with? I'm going to go ahead and say I I can attest to that too, Bill. A lot of people that really have a lot to say negative about the kids. I've never had, you know, a lick of a brush of beef with anybody within this business. And, you know, I don't think that, you know, Justin... There's a place for him in this business. I'm not sure if he really knows where it's at right now, or you know, you know, just to know where you know where he stands in it. I think he's still trying to find himself in a way too within the business. That's probably why he hasn't been wrestling. I don't know, but I feel like you know he might break a return one day. You know, just one day. Yeah, you know, my overall opinion, I think he'd be a good for his own. I think he'd be a good manager. He could be someone like Paul Heyman and uh, Jim Cornette back in the day. When they yeah, first he, could, he, he could be pretty, you know, I, I feel, yeah, I agree with you 100%, Bill. I feel like he could be a good manager, you know, or a nice, or a good GM or something. I feel like he would really, you know, yeah. he would fit that role. But, like I said, you know, so we just got to find our way and, and, you know, and, and uh, you know, improve wrestling and everything. Um, now there's another promotion of, you know, it's in the area. Well, two promotions. I'm gonna get to Bob in just a minute. But if you have any kind of booking, I've been sitting on the card at all, but I'm just being curious. Have you been approached at all to work for the other big promotion in the Augusta area, IWE, Intense Wrestling Entertainment, working for Timothy? Nope. I have not gotten an invite to IWE just yet. I could see it possibly happening in the future. Um, you know, the, the promoter, T-Money, uh, seems like an over... He, he seems like a, an alright guy, you know? And I've seen him work and wrestling and stuff, and I know he puts his heart and soul into his wrestling and whatnot, and you know, 
I really feel like IWE is on the rise in the CSRA, you know, just as much as UCW and any other other promotion, you know. And um, definitely, uh, he's definitely come a long way. He's brought some big names um, into his promotion. Now you got to have an opinion on this, you know. I've heard some good things and I heard some bad things, but you know, I'm kind of for it. But what are your thoughts of the women's division IWE is trying to, you know, trying to do? Um. I think IWE is currently in the building stage for their women's for their women's division. They don't have a solid foundation just yet, but you know they are working on they're working on getting the uh, the women's division together. I'm saying, in my opinion, I haven't really heard a lot of it, but I know from what I've seen, it looks like it's building. What's uh what's going on with the women's division? Christian Fury, you want to take that one? Um, I only know that um, they had a tournament, and there was one person that had a match when I was there. I don't really know a whole lot about the women's division, unfortunately. It was pretty much he was asking you to, an opinion about the women's wrestling, you know, um, because really, ultimately, as far as I know, that's the only one in the area that offers women's wrestling, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the only promotion I've seen, really, that has a women's division. And it's really working out for them. They've had some names over there, uh, people that are backstage of AWE and, you know, well, AEW and um, Major League Wrestling as well. Major League Wrestling. And shout out to Logan Creed that is their newest signee. I remember when I first started, Logan was... He had all the hype behind him, and he was busy going out doing things. It's just great to see over the years that he's evolved, and now he's, you know, signed the major league. And also, WWE had interest in him. And I'd always, I, ever since I met Logan and seen him work, like I already knew that he was that caliber and had that caliber of potential. And shout out to him for Major League Wrestling. But as far as the women's division, uh, yeah, they've had a couple of names come in there and, you know, it worked, um, and including some top indie names such as Savannah Evans and Aja Pereira and many others. They've, they've had some people come in and work, and I think that is pretty cool to say. That's also helps t- uh, IWE really stand out in this area. Yeah, it is because they have a women's division. I think that's really cool. Shout out to T-Money for doing that. Because that is that's it's pretty cool. It's it's good to see our women, you know, do their thing in the ring, you know, because it's not just about us. They're doing it too. So hey, they're out there doing their thing, and that's that's a good thing. It really is. Outstanding, outstanding. Now let's talk about Bauer Pro. I mean, Bauer Pro started off the same time United Wrestling. They start off in the fresh holes from the ashes of FCW and the fireman is promotion, but the fireman left. The Thompson area got, got a big start in the dead to be as one of their top referees. God That's bless right. him and congratulations to Antoine Brewer, man. But like Bauer right. Pro has really come a long way in becoming. I mean, let's face it, man. Let's just call it like it is. Right now, they are the number one promotion in the CSRA. I've got to give IWE number two. You know, yeah. tossed up between Livewire and UCW and um WECW and even Mike Ellis's promotion. I mean so many promotions in this area fight me having number one, but you've got to give Joshua Hancock a lot of credit. He seems yeah. like he's got 
got business with the right people, got the right kind of investors and the right kind of people backing him up in here. But, you know, um, any, what are your thoughts on Bauer Pro, man? Have you, any chances of working with him at all? Any desires of working with him? Or, uh, I would. I would really love to work with uh, VPW, you know, in the future or whatever. I haven't actually, I've been to one of their shows and it was a night where a bitch showed up and now they got some of the people, you know, that I've seen in the Indies that are pretty big, such as Saeed Asaba. Shout out to Child of the Eighth Day. Uh, He's, uh, of course, he's very exciting to watch and I saw him win the Fest Championship in Florida the, uh, one night, the first night I ever went to, you know, be at Fest. And right, man, right. he's had some pretty good. He's had some very good names. People like Billy Brash and Ethan Case, and you know, um, shout out to Palmetto Wrestling Academy too, where one of actually, you know, Jay, one of our own is actually with uh, Palmetto right now. That's in South Carolina. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I've heard of them. I've heard of them. Do we? Um. They they they're doing a pretty good thing with the school up there and VPW just in general. I think has come a long way. I've heard many of the origin stories about it, and it's grown into something big. It really has, and I can only hope the same for. You know, the other promotions, including UCW, that we all get to see that one day. I mean, that's that's, that's pretty good what Viral Pro is doing right now. You know, if anyone's out there listening to my podcast, I was sitting there debating on if I was going to bring this up or not. But I figured, what the hell, I'm going to just put it out there. And I want your opinion on this movie. Fury, I want your take on this as well, okay? So this question's for both of y'all. You know, okay. I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here like, you know, I'm reading this, um, the history of the National Wrestling Alliance uh, book I just got. It's got like 100 years of it. And they're talking about the territory days. The one thing all the promoters had and one thing they all said, we're, if we're going to have any kind of prestige or any kind of respect in this business, we need to recognize one true world champion. And this champion will travel the territories and take on their top guys. You know, how the territories really first got developed and everything. And I'm just sitting there, I'm thinking about in the CSRA, every, you know, guy's got their their own top guy. You know what I'm saying? You got yeah. your Sean Legacies. You got your Hunter Youngs. Your J.C. Yeah. Walkers, if you would. I mean, yep, yep. you got your L.A. Smooth. You got your Damian Sick. You got your Christian Theories, if you would. You know, all these guys have been champions. T. Cash, you know, all these guys have been you know, champions for their promotions. What if IWB, Power Pro, UCW, Livewire, Mushido, you know, big big bad boys of wrestling, whatever they're called, you know, all that, all their promoters got together and made one world champion. And this champion will travel all the promotions in the area. You know, if you want to see the, the absolute best, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Have the champion travel to all their, you know, the little territories, but having one true champion means each promotion can recognize their top guy as their, you know, regional champion. But have like one defining champion like the NWA had, you know, right. when Rick Flair would travel all over the country and all over the world. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Do you think 
If these guys can put their egos aside, and I'm talking about Blackman, I'm talking about Hancock, I'm talking about Brown, I'm talking about Ellis, I'm talking about Johnson, you know, I'm talking about Thomas. All these guys, if they'll put their egos aside and try to, instead of trying to bury each other, work together and make wrestling grow. Now, what's your guys' takes on that, what I just said? You want it first, Jay, or you want me to go? Uh, I'd go ahead and go. Um, go, ahead and go. It's a great concept. It would be a great idea if it would ever happen. Problem is, you got egos. You got so many egos that probably won't be stepped aside because they're like, well, my promotions guy is better than that promotions guy. But here lies a problem. A lot of these promotions utilizes a lot of the same guys. You know, so I mean, that's why I said if the territories was a little bit more spread out. If we were a little bit more spread out, you know, not all in one concentrated area, something like that may work and it might be a great idea. It would be possible, but I don't know at this time if it would actually be probable. Um, but yeah, I think it would do help grow the company, the business as a whole, where people get excited to watch wrestling no matter what stage it's on, whether if it's UCW or Viral Pro or Livewire or Bushido or IWE or Bad Boys of Wrestling or WECW. You know, I mean, if we all came oh, yeah. under one umbrella as like a big organization alliance and have one true champion, one world champion that travel between those particular promotions, I think it would spread awareness and wrestling could grow. But unfortunately, you got the egos. Yeah. Yes, that's um, the one guy, I'm going to say, just feels like he doesn't want to recognize the competition because his brand is superior than any others. And then, you know, but then again, I don't know. So go, go ahead, Smooth. What's your, what's, your, what's your thought process if that could ever um, possibly? I uh, I completely I completely agree with Jay about what he said. You know, a lot of those guys, I know, I feel like you know they need to put their egos to the side and actually, you know, see the common goal. We're all in this to to entertain and put on a show and you know wrestle. Every you know we're all we all have one common goal. If we all came together, then you know. I think everybody would love to get, I feel like Georgia, Georgia wrestling scene on, you know, this end would be tremendously great. I would watch it. You know, if I was just a regular fan, I would sure enough be at the shows. If we had them like the territory days, you know, I really think that is a pretty cool idea and a great concept. It is. It's like, it's like, it's like the territory days, but also this, okay, this way though, you know, you get your Florida championship wrestling and Georgia championship wrestling, mid Atlantic after all, they would do talent trade, you know, like, okay, if, if legacy is going to get only so big in the top area, why not shoot them out there to the North Augusta area, but keep them this to the area, but this kind of long, he's your talent guy. Okay. Now I'm going to send him down to this area and we're going to be this type of guy and, and trade talent off and everything, you know, like if LA smooth is hot in Midland, Georgia, you know what I'm saying? He gets hot down there. 
you know, which guy's biggest he can get. Yeah, let's try him down to talk from Georgia right now. And let and let's, you know, and let's that audience get used to him. And, let, and, and let's repackage him, you know, and, and rebuild him up here again, you know. Because if you if you see some of the same talent at all the promotion at the same time, you're right. It gets confusing. Okay, well, what am I watching here? Okay, now I'm what I'm seeing here is okay, what's this promoter doing with legacy uh this here? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna go hundred miles this particular way and see how, how they do the legacy over here, you know. It's a good concept, bad concept, but you know, at the same time, okay, let's just keep legacy here for a few months, okay? Then we'll travel down there for a few months, you know. Trade freaking talent. It went Christian Fury's kicking ass in Grove Town, you know. That one we'll try his ass in North Augusta for, for six months at a time. That's what they did back then in the territories. One guy that was hotter in this territory, then they sent him out of this territory, and then it kept recycling. That way, the talent did not get stale. The product did not get stale. And the fans sure. were not seeing the same promotions, same matches, same rushes all over and over. And I don't just necessarily mean, I know what Jay said earlier about um, got to keep it, you know, we're kind of a little too close to spread out. But I'm talking about like reaching other promoters from down south of Georgia. I mean, you look at Georgia right now, there are a lot of promotions in Georgia. Hell, same thing in Carolina. You know, if, if the local promoters could get together and try to work something out. There's promotions in Alabama. There's promotions in Tennessee. Hell, you know, it, it is possible the territories to make a comeback and try to make something work. Instead of trying to worry about, you know, you know, I'm gonna send my guys to your locker. I'm gonna send my guys to your locker room. You know, to try to sabotage the locker. Hey, man, you don't want to work for this guy. Come over here, man. Grass is green on this side over here. You know, or I'm gonna pay you a hundred bucks not to show up this territory. It's like, they're like, hey, smooth. How much money is uh you still paying you? Well, they're paying you that much. I'm gonna triple that for you not to show up. And you're booked in the main event. Just for you to sit at home, just for you to sit at home and collect my money. I mean, seriously, we got that. We got that kind of BS going around in the CSRA. Yeah, hey, man, enough of that crap. Man, you said it earlier. We all got a common goal. Okay, let's face it. Our common goal is not just to entertain. Man, we want to freaking wrestle. We want to put on a show up on the crowd. Man, it's that. It's it's an adrenaline rush. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Someone's addicted to adrenaline. Hell, when I get out there, I'm getting all fired up. You know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I look for that. You know, that's, that's just me. You know, I'm not out there to freaking, you know, backstab this guy, sabotage this guy, yada, yada, yada. I mean, it's 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 stupid in my opinion, you know. Yeah. But that's just yeah. me, you know. It, it would be nice if the promoters could come together and, you know, try to find a way to work it out. You know, instead, we got everybody trying to outdo the other one. And 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 it's sad to say this, though, man, who has the biggest checkbook, in my opinion? Who was going to go broke first? You know what? I, hey, I'm, I'm losing money by doing this. I can't afford doing this month after month after month, you know, or every other month. You know, hell, man, it gets expensive. If you're not, if you're not making it back on ticket sales and you pull out in your own pocket, eventually someone's wife's going to get pissed off here. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Right? Oh, sorry. But, um, hey, man, let, let, let's talk about this crap now. You know, so much is going on in wrestling, not just here in the CSRA, but current right now with AEW and WWE. Man, I would love to get your thoughts, you know, with everything going on with, with NXT going to USA. AEW is back on, well, let me rephrase that. AEW is on TNT. Wrestling is back on TNT. Yeah, you know, wrestling is back. It's a good time to watch wrestling. It's good time to be a wrestling fan again, man. The big boom it is, is coming. I mean, I'm hell, I'm excited about it. Hell, because I, hell. I was a teenager when the Nitro Wars were going on with you, 95 to 2001, man. Big, big fan of it. 
You know, yeah. well, I want your thoughts on this, man. When Fox made this big, big deal to get Brock Lesnar, and it's going to be announced to be Brock Lesnar, you know, I thought to say LA Smooth. <laughs> I mean, Brock Lesnar. One day. Um, I was about to say, I was about to say, I meant to say. And Smooth thought I was bad after losing my string to Hunter Young. <laughs> I thought I was going to put him. But Brock Lesnar beats Kobe in seven seconds. You know, Jim Ross is on the, on the Jim Ross podcast. He mentioned about he says that if you're that talented, if you're that good, put somebody over in seven seconds and make them look good, just prove just how good you really are. Or versus someone says that, you know, they just buried Kobe Kiesa after all that hard work, becoming a champion, defending the title, being fighting champion, just for him to lose in seven seconds. Some sense it was a disgrace, you know. I, I'm kind of curious, man. What's your opinion on that? Uh, well, like you said, you know, you wanted to know what WWE was my perception was WWE AEW. I feel like you know the the move to Fox was very beneficial, and uh, Fox is trying to get WWE out of those old habits of. Hey, this is you got this guy going over, and you know stuff like that. What happened with Kofi that night uh, at Fox? It you know WWE aired on Fox, and um, you know just to lose that title like, quickly and have Brock Lesnar become a champion. Brock Lesnar is becoming champion too much, entirely too much. They are overusing Brock, and no guy have I have the utmost respect for Brock Lesnar, but. I'm tired of seeing the guy champion. Like they're W it feels like WWE is kind of forcing his forcing him on us. Which is cool because back in the day Brock was a I like old school Brock more than the new Brock, honestly. And um Hell that you you I mean, hell, I feel like Kofi versus Brock should have been, you know, a little lengthy than, you know, what it was, but I, um, I felt I mean I expected I expected Kobe to go to Suplex City, but my thought process, you know, I was thinking Kane Velasquez. I, I knew Kane Velasquez was coming. It's been all over the dirt sheet, the rest of me reserving. Oh. So I've always felt like that was going to be in Kobe's favor. I expected Kane Velasquez to come out there to distract Brock for Kobe to get the win. I mean, you just saw Brock lose the universal strap to Seth Rollins. Just for him to leave Raw to go to SmackDown and take Kobe's title. I mean, person, I thought was BS. I mean, honestly, I really, mean, without a fight, without a fight, without a fight. I mean, you know, I, I, look, I enjoy Brock Lesnar matches. It's a big, big fight feel. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the matches he had with AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan are pretty, pretty impressive. A good feud with uh, with, with Seth Rollins and and Roman Reigns, even for that matter. But you know, to me, what story are they telling with Kobe? You know, he was about to have a damn good feud with Randy Orton to SummerSlam. You know what I'm saying? Then all of a sudden, they built all this anticipation up. Now Brock's coming to SmackDown. He's going to challenge him for the belt, which is cool. But everybody knew Kane Velasquez was coming. So I've always felt like Kane should have come out there and distracted Brock. You know what I'm saying? And have Kobe get the pinfall. Then Velasquez come in the ring and ground and pound his ass. They build up the crown jewel. You know, I mean... I, I, I don't get it personally. I don't get it, you know. But, yeah, that was you know that's that Vince McMahon. I I ain't the CEO. I ain't the CEO, you know, that, that's Vince McMahon's deal, you know. Yeah. And, no, and Vince, 
you would think that, you know, if he was doing stuff like this in the beginning, like in the 90s, and you like, thought some of the stuff that he's doing now has, would have some, you know, substance behind it. But I've got all the respect in the world for Vince McMahon as well. I mean, hell, the guy sitting on a empire with WWE and also bought oh, up yeah. his competition yeah. and some of his other competition, you know? And that's, you know, that all that is good or whatever. But, I mean... I think in general it's time for WWE to step away from the PG era. You know, it's time to go back. It's time to bring those that realism back to wrestling. And this is another thing that one of my mentors slash trainers, you know, bestowed upon me is old school wrestling. You know, work the arm, work the pinky or something for ten minutes. Oh, and, no, and, somebody else say that. Jeez, I, I I sit there and said this. Okay, you know. I, what was it, Jay? Last December with Billy Brash took on Hunter Young? Something like that, where it was a flip-flop fest, yeah. The flip-flop. Look, I'm not I'm not saying nothing negative about Billy Brash or Hunter Young. So don't, don't, don't sit there and, and, and take it that way. But well, all people talk about saying, man, that was such a great match. I'm like, great match. I'll stop flip, 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 flippity flop, flip. You know, what's wrong with an arm bar? What's wrong with an arm drag? What's wrong with a, with a, with a simple leg lock? What's wrong with an eye gouge? I mean, what's wrong with just, a, you know, a simple takedown? What's wrong with chain wrestling? I Man, when I watch a wrestling match, I'm not looking to watch and a gymnastic. What's wrong with slowing down the pace of the match and really telling a story? Yeah, yeah. you're supposed to tell the story in this thing. And that's what I've grown AJ to. Styles once said, AJ Styles once said, if you think you're going too slow, you need to go slower. I heard someone else say that too, not just AJ Styles. Yeah. So, I can say you're going too fast, slow it down I'm a little bit more. At my first you know, few years he was doing this. I, 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 I get it. You want to see a fast pace. You want to see, you know, you want to see something a little bit different. You know, hell, hell I, I get that, though, but you know, my opinion, you're 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 getting rid of the realism here. You know, the idea yeah. is you know, make it look like a good fight. Make it like you two guys are fighting to be number one. I mean, look, it was entertaining to see Brash and Hunter do all those really great flips and flops. It shows how much talent they had. You know, it was exciting. But I'm sorry, you're not going to tell me that that one match right there blew that the three matches that that Christian Fury had. You know, with, with Hunter Young and folks, let me tell you something here. You know, you say what you want to say. I am Fury's worst critic. I would sit there and be the first one to say his match sucks. That match sucks. Come on, Jax, put the better out of here, man. Look, dude, you can spend more time in the gym. Your cardio sucked. But I'm here to tell you, the series he had with Hunter Young blew me away. That match right there proved me that Christian Fury could hang with anybody. Man, I saw hold after hold after hold, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, the crowd was into it. You're watching a great wrestling battle in those three match series here. Those three matches he had might be Fury's career right there as far as the best matches he's ever had. He's had some great matches, and he's had some great rivalries over the last uh, 20 years since he's been doing this thing. You know, yeah. but you know, I, I just kind of really felt like, you know, what Billy Brash on Young did should not have taken away from what Christian Fury on Young did. I thought those three matches were far superior because you had wrestling and you were seeing a story being done. You wasn't seeing a spot fest. I'm sorry. Yeah, you sure? Yeah, that's right. You know, and I totally agree with you. I feel like you know, there's a lot of things that need to be done. You know, 
to bring back realism in wrestling nowadays. Like back in the days, you didn't have spoilers. You didn't have, of course, you didn't have the internet then a lot either. But you didn't have spoilers, and the closest you know, thing you had if you were a subscriber, if you were a geek like I was, the closest thing you had, I, I yeah, I did read Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer. I was a subscriber, so you know, I, I try to read some stuff. But some of it was accurate, some of it was a little far fetched. But you know, I miss it that way. You know, it kept you guessing what was going on, man. I I, I don't know. You know, some of the stuff for nowadays. I was watching Survivor Series. Uh, the other night, and I, I finally get a chance to tune it on, and I'm just seeing a tag team dancing and dancing and dancing. And it's just, it, it really is all entertainment, man. It's full fledged entertainment, you know. I, for me, I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting this, you know, like you said, I want more realism going back to it, you know. Yeah, um, there's a lot of I'm real just, back into it. You know, but speaking of which, man, 2020 is coming up. I mean, I know it's I know it's Turkey Day and everything. Everybody brewing up their turkeys and getting excited. But damn it, dude, December's coming up, and after that, it's 2020. What yes, does right. Smooth see in 2020? All right, well, as you said, December and whatnot is next uh, next month, and um, next month, of course, is my birthday as well. In uh, January, I'll be setting. I'll be celebrating my seven year anniversary of being in this wrestling profession. And um I'll uh twenty twenty is shaping up to be a good year. I've uh already I got a couple of dates that I'll be traveling out of state and this is my I would say first time traveling out of state on my own. And um you know well traveling out of state for wrestling, you know. Um in 2020, we my future. I can see the future is going to be pretty, uh, pretty big. Um, we got a Texas date coming up where me and Laura Adrian will be clashing again, and but this time in his hometown. And man, I can't wait for round two. You know, we're going to do it hardcore once again. You know, we're going to go up there and entertain his people. You know, and hopefully end this feud that we've established as well and then i got a i'm actually going to be appearing for a promotion in memphis tennessee the first week of january and you know you know tennessee wrestling you know it's an entity in itself tennis memphis you know tennessee and north carolina two crazy states in wrestling it's a it's an entity in itself you know and um it's actually I think I'm quite ready for that because I think I learned a lot, you know, going there and, you know, being able to just watch the scene. And um, as well as I'm actually um, in Detroit next year, I will have I will be part of a magazine award experience that will feature wrestling and free up from way over in London. I, I will be featured as a opening, I don't know how to say act, but, you know, I'll be featured in one of the events of the VIP experience and they'll get to, you know, experience me wrestling and anybody else that's with me around that time, you know, they'll get to experience a little mini show we're going to put on for them. And, you know, it's just pretty cool as well because I'm actually going to be in Detroit wrestling. And I, I really am anticipating a, a lot of people there to you know have that experience and i'll be presenting awards too for that award show on sunday night and it's going to be pretty cool um 
not a lot of details have been out about it right now. They're still in the planning stages. Well, not the planning stages, but it's going to happen next year. Um, right now, we're getting everything together that we can to make everything happen. And I feel like that's going to be, and that'll be happening May Memorial Weekend. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna be up in Detroit for three days for the Soul Central Magazine Awards uh, experience, and you know, being able to entertain people back home. You know, it's gonna start be a great following in Detroit, and I somewhat have a decent following in Detroit now, and it's crazy. Um, sometimes I could go up there and be like, "Yeah, man, you the guy, LA smooth to wears versus yeah, that's me, that's me." And um, you know, it's a it's a great feeling. I'm I'm actually excited and honored to be a part of that. Uh, shout out to Mark Rowe of Soul Central Magazine. Uh, next year we're going to be making history, man, and I can't wait. Yeah, man, I can't wait. I'm happy for you, man. I, I hope I hope we get back on the show more next year. I want to keep hearing some of his experiences, man. I'm glad to get Smarty on here. It's got a lot of positively. Um, you know, in wrestling right now, man, you don't get a whole lot of that nowadays, you know. Yeah, oh, a lot of, lot of positive things have happened within this business lately for me, and I'm blessed and honored to have such opportunities, and I never take them for granted. And good, I'm good. gonna always show that you know I deserve to have these things or whatever. It's, I'm not gonna whine and bitch and moan about it, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna work for it, and that's what I've done. Before I won my first championship, what was it? Maybe I'll take back, well, yeah, within six years. Because um, I told you next year would be the anniversary of me being, you know, in the business for seven. And, you know, it took me that long to win a championship. It took me six years to finally win a championship within this wrestling thing. And wow. I didn't beg. I didn't ask. I waited. I worked for it. And it paid off. Good deal, brother. You know, I'm going to put this thought in your ear. I just have to think about this. I got an email from uh, Billy Corgan's National Wrestling Alliance. You know he's having tryouts? Billy Corgan. Uh, oh, yeah. I did read something about that NWA is doing a new format. I forgot what it's called, but I actually looked on their website, and they are having, they are having open tryouts for uh, National Wrestling Alliance. And I know you, I Bill. I know you're a big fan of NWA. Yeah, big fan. Big fan. Um, I go back and yeah. forth with the NWA and MMA, so you know I'm I'm, I'm making a I'm making a stand to get back into combat sports as well. I got a few more fights left in me, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I, I haven't really seen anybody. I haven't even I have not really seen you wrestle before, but I remember at that fair show I did catch your match, man, and you know we had that conversation after it, man. You you were out there looking like something serious. And um Look at me, I was serious. I'm hoping, I'm praying, you know, I've been at the gym, I'm hitting the weights, you know, I'm getting ready for the UCW making return. I got live wire. Yeah. Um and some other possible promotions could be coming to CSR. I mean, you never know. Yeah. Okay, I'm re- I'm ready to fight, man. I'm hoping to cross. I'm hoping to bump heads with you, man. Bump heads with me, oh man! We have to make that match legendary, man. I think that'd be a pretty good match. I no doubt in my mind. Uh, like I said, man. Look, dude, I've been I've been I've been competing since 1998. <laughs> you know, 
20 over 20 over 20 over 20 years you know i've done mma i've done greco roman i was on the marine corps wrestling team i wrestled in the awf you know and by the time UCW came around, I had to take some time off of some personal time. But dude, I'm trying to I'm trying to get back into a full swing, dude. And I still hope I got another 10 more years left, two more years left in me. Yeah, I see Christian Fury over there with a big smuck on his face, and I'm gonna knock it off in 2020. That's my goal in 2020. I'm gonna okay. bring it on, big man. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, I've heard you guys had robberies that's reached back for some years, and you know, being able to so you guys, you guys actually did work each other uh, at that fair, and man, it was one for the books. You know, just seeing two good, great friends, you know, going there and work each other. I feel like it was a pretty, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a, a moment for you guys. I, I honestly do think so. You know, well, I think we came full circle with that, considering you know I first met this kid in high school. You know. I'm pro WCW. I had the NWO Wolfpack shirt on, and I'm walking in this classroom, and I seen some chumpy little kid with a Degeneration X shirt on, and, and he's looking at me, and then he's like, dude, I want your shirt. I said, buddy, I just bought this shirt. You ain't touching this. You know, and I, we just <laughs> sat down. And, Man, we head off ever since. And the next thing I know, he broke me into AWF, and the rest is history. So the fact that me and him had a chance to wrestle at the Olive Hardy Festival back in Harlem, you know, twenty years in the making, man. That was that was that was a good feeling. You know, yeah. Although oh, I yeah. crushed him, I crushed him. In the, I, although I crushed him under a man like he used to do back in the day, so that made it even more sweeter. <laughs> <laughs> and that beat TJ Trucker soon after that. Even better. <clears throat> well, that being oh. said, man, like I said, smooth, I'm hoping you know uh, next year. You never know. I'm looking forward to working with you one way or the other, man. May the best man win. And that goes to anybody out there. Golly. There's so many assholes in the ring right now. I'm going to freaking choke out. <clears throat> Cruz. You know? Uh-oh. Love you, Jim Cruz. But, yeah, I want a piece of him, too. You know, I've seen this. Yeah. Listen, I've seen Jeremy Cruz Russell since 2007. He's an underrated big man. I don't think he gets the respect. He is just- very underrated. Jeremy Cruz is I the truth. God. I had a match with him. It was pretty he, – he is, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, a great champion right now over there at Livewire. Yeah. Isn't he Livewire? He's still Livewire champion, yeah, he's right? The, he's the man at Livewire. He is a Livewire champion. He just had right? his own, his his own show. We said his show named after him. Cruise control, you know what I'm saying? So and that, I that's what, that's what, that out to him. He's doing Jeremy Cruz is he's stepping away from the video game thing and he's becoming this undead soldier that you know has I would say has grown on me. I like it. I do too, man. I ain't got a lot of you. I mean, I've been, I've still been following his work, following his career, and he's definitely someone. I mean, I've had a little tag match scrimmage with him a long time ago. Not much, you know, it was just a long time ago. Matter of fact, I think it was 2010 when me and Chris Dickens took on Cruz, and uh, I think his name was Coleman. I, he wrestled some David Coleman. Yeah, Coleman. That's him. That's him. You know, and we had a pretty good tag match back in the day. Well, you know, I've I've always wanted to bump heads with him again. He's one of my you know one of my few regrets, and I thought I get a chance to get back in the ring with him. I'm hoping sometime next year. I uh, I can't I can't explain it, man. It's it's nothing but good competition, animosity, if you would. I see Cruz, and I was like, damn, man, I'm gonna fight this guy. I don't know what it's about. I just, just want to fight this guy. You know, I want to see how hard he can really hit. You know, I don't know what it is, man. You know, but you know that you know that without being said, man, what's one opponent? And next year that you really want to go after. I mean, you look at this guy like, you know what? I got to have him. I got to break him. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's uh yeah, I I I see the future next year being bright for all of us, like I told you. Um, no, no, no. What opponent? What opponent? What's the one guy you want to face next year? Hmm. Um. Of course, I'm, I, I want Damian Sick again next year. I feel like that needs to be squashed and handled the way I want to be handled. And I feel like me leaving WCW, you know, might have stopped a lot of things with us facing each other in another promotion. I'm sure game four. So if anybody, any promotion that's watching this, you want to book smooth versus sick, be my honor. I would be my guest. I'm, I'm, I'm in there because I'm, I'm definitely not done with this guy yet. Um, everybody. I hope Mr. Brown's watching this. I would love to see that in UCW. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to him. Mr. Brown himself. Uh, you know, I really think that that should be something that needs to happen. I need to have, I need that to happen next year. I need smooth versus sick again. And we need to go in there and tear down the house and I need to get my get back. You know, I'm not going to say I'm shooting a oh, promo, but I need my oh, get back. And he came to my grandmother's house and disrespected and everybody that knows me, you know, they say I'm barking up the wrong tree or I don't want no parts of that, man. I don't want to have, I don't want to face him. Or, no, it's it's not that. It's just that that underdog energy that has built up in me the last year. Just like the, just 2019 itself, I've been on the market of underdog energy. And I, I use that. I don't that. know if you know this. I don't, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but rumored in the window is that Christian Fury was the guy who drove Damien Sick to your grandma's house. Man, it's just a rumor. Whoa. You know if Fury ain't saying anything, you must know it's true. <laughs> no, he had my truck that day. I, I saw his truck. I saw the license tag as much as the one Christian Fury, so... Hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I could go with the rock defense, but yeah, were you where were you sucking down donuts, man? I reported that truck stolen. <laughs> well, I, I didn't know any of that was going on, brother. He just took a truck and he comes out there and uh does what he does. He does what his last name is, be sick. And um man, like I'm gonna be honest, I have not ever since I Went at him with that kendo stick, man, I, and he the way he ate those shots up, you know, I, I have not put hands on my kendo stick since. And it's, I, I'd hate to look at it. I, I, got, like- I got to say this. I got to say this. You know, I used to be so critical on Damian Sig. We were talking about the Superman thing earlier, and then, you know, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm watching this, and, I, and I've seen Damian Sig get hit with his kendo sticks, right? And no sells it. I don't understand it. I pull him aside here. I said, dude, what's your deal? I says, Bill, you got to understand something, man. When I was training to become a professional wrestler, I was tied down to a bed and had my girl beat me sentinels with a kendo sticks so all my nerves were gone. That's why I don't feel shit. I'm like, that is makes so he much sense. Is. Like, I stopped that in kickboxer one time. 
<laughs> you, if you sit there every part of your body, they kill all your nerves. You're not going to feel shit. That's why he's immune to Kindle sticks, Todd. I said, dude, you're sick. And he says, yeah, yeah. man, that's fine. He, he's one sick. <laughs> SOB. And uh, 2020, we will be uh, we will meet again. And I'm telling you that, you know, I'm not going to, I may be smaller than him, but I'm going to go in there and I'm going to give everything I got. I'm going to produce that underdog energy. And, you know, so everybody can I, has, advice. can I give you a little uh, bit of advice on how to fight him? Okay. okay. One thing, okay. You can hit him in the head, you can shoot him in the heart, that's fine. He'll still get up. But you take his legs out, he can't walk. Okay, so next time I work the will, I work the legs to death. Work the legs, work, work the leg. Take his kneecaps out. Like remember the three rules of Cobra Kai: man can't see, man can't fight, man can't breathe, man can't fight, the man can't stand, the man can't fight. That's right. That's right. Okay. Of course, Christian Fury, he's in for that little meditation Miyagi Do kind of stuff. I don't know. He likes that wax on, wax off, whichever it is. Paint the fence, paint the house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, that big stuff, man. I got, I got a turkey in the oven. I guess I need to go, go check on everything. But, oh, man, yeah. It's about that on. time. Today's the day. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, hey, man, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for my family. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for God. And I thank God for wrestling, man. Wrestling that saved That's my right. life. So many times, man. I, I, I'm a combat veteran. That I do. Hey, man. I suffer from PTSD, but what helps me through it is professional wrestling and good friends like you guys, man. I love you we guys. Appreciate you, we appreciate everything. You too, Jay. Everything you guys have done for the, for this country, I appreciate everything. Thank you from the bottom. Thank you isn't enough, but I'm gonna say thank you. Thanks for the support, brother. Yes, sir. Support, man. Well, that being said. Um, I'm gonna end the shootout, man. I'm gonna end it like I always end it. I'm gonna rapid fire you some uh some wrestlers. You just tell me what's the first thought pops in your mind, and we're gonna rapid fire this off, man. So you ready? Okay. Okay, here we go. Uh Christian Fury. <sighs> Scary. <laughs> yeah, especially for some coming out of the shower. Uh Damien sick. Sick. <laughs> Too money. <laughs> Too money. Uh, Too money. Good guy. Good guy. <laughs> no, would you buy a car from him? Uh, I mean, he was, you know, salesman champion of his uh, yeah. company he works for. So I would. You know, obviously, that's saying something. <laughs> hey, nice stalker. Uh, dark. Dark. I like that one a lot. Uh, Trip, your former tag team partner. Goof. <laughs> Goof. And my oldest niece is in love with him, too. Oh, <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, I have not I seen them. They've had them. They, they caught them again and they locked them up in the middle of slime. I haven't seen them in some months now. So, yeah, who knows what he's up to? Ah, I know, man. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, hey, how about Sill? 
Potential. Potential. I was gonna say yes. 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 <laughs> Do you have a story behind yes? Well, still, there's, there's a story yeah. behind still, and and, and this, let me tell you what happened. I'm I'm out there. Okay, he he. I think he he either won the title or just successfully defended his title. And we had Caleb go there and try to try to interview him. You know, and all he would say was, "Yes." You know, so he's like, "So, Sam, man, you're the heavyweight, you're the octane champion, man. How do you feel? Are you ready for the next opponent?" Yes. Yes. Like, huh? <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. this. Yes. <laughs> so, whenever we saw, whenever we see a sub the ring, we're like, yes, it's the new. No. Shout out to Sam. Uh, he's, he was around when I first started, you know, working and stuff. You know? Oh, I don't know, but you know what, though? Hell, it got over. Um, yeah, oh, man, I, think, man, I, I appreciate you having me on the show, man. Um, I hope to have you back, man. Like I said, 2020, everything you said, man, looking forward to hearing it. I can't wait to hear. I want to hear more about your experience in Detroit, the PWI Russell Magazines, your travels, and everything, dude. Remember Survivor of Pain when you're in the WWE and you're giving your Hall of Fame speech. You will remember the wrestling shootout. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll probably do an episode for the wrestlers shootout if that was to ever come to fruition one day. I would love to, uh, you know, be on it. And I would love to be in 2020 as well. In fact, Memorial Weekend, if you're not busy, I would love to uh, come on and be a guest for that uh, ex- that three-day experience in Detroit for Soul Central Magazine. Oh, gosh, yeah, man. We'll book it. I would love to. We need to put this on our calendars, brother. Yeah, I... Uh, the weekend of the 23rd to the 24th is when I'll be there. And uh, I would love to, you know, just come through and give y'all coverage of the event and, you know, just see everything. That That's something that I want. I'm already going to put you guys on. I, I want you guys that night. Shootout. Special edition. So central. Uh, so central edition, you know. And um, there it is. I'm six You can get a. Uh, I'm gonna need me a little roster or whatever, but I, I I'm I'm gonna say there's something big coming up in 2020, but I'm not gonna yet speak on it because I don't wanna you know I'm not gonna brag I'm not gonna you know do nothing like that, but I just want it's something big coming up you know it's gonna be opportunity for everybody and um. I want people to be a part of it, and I'll be when that time comes in 2020. I'll let everybody know, but um, it's gonna be real. Uh, that that um experience, and I'm gonna ahead and say it now. Christian Fury probably will be one of those names that'd be you know at the exhibition for the uh Soul Central experience, you know, and um, hell, that'd be uh next year May, and um, I would I'll love to. Happy. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would love it. And, you know, um, we'll go from there. Yeah, I would love to, to have the shootout run on that night, and I will give you guys exclusive coverage of that event. Outstanding, brother. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it. Let's do hey, it. Chris, man, you got any, any more questions for our contestant? Um, no, I think we pretty much covered everything we could possibly cover. Um, yeah, we covered a lot tonight. And, you know, I, I – 
Yeah, we, we did. Try, we try to we try to have fun on here. I know that's what we're that's what we're all about, man. I'm I'm you know like I said, man, huge honor to have you on the show. Um, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna go ahead and close the show. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for subscribing us on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, Google Play, our website, YouTube, all the good stuff, man. Thank you for all the sponsors and everything. I appreciate you guys tuning in and making this show even possible. Join us next time. I will be having Night Stalker. He could be my next potential next guest. Or you never know. I've got Justin Chambers and Christopher Diggins are going to reminisce about their championship match that happened in 2009 at the wrestling dedication and a series finale. Or it could be just a season finale. Huh? Who knows? Christopher Dickens wants to go one-on-one with Christian Fury. Christian Fury, do you finally have a response to that yet? I've already answered that. Challenge, the challenge was already accepted. On the last show just I was on. Sure. Well, just making sure, because because you know that they, they you know they sit there and tell me that they didn't hear it. They sit there and says an act of God must have static Christian Fury's voice. Nobody didn't hear. So let's just say it one more time for the millions out there. Will Christian Fury accept Chris Dickens' one-on-one debate challenge about professional indie wrestling? As I should say. Yes. 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 And yes. Tune in for that, man. It's gonna be a tearjerker. You might break every piece of furniture in your house, but it's gonna hit some nerves with some I'm looking forward to that one. And also IWE promoter Timothy Blackman has also agreed to be on his shootout. So y'all be paying attention for that episode coming out here today soon. But you know, with that being said, happy Thanksgiving. And happy holidays, everybody. Good to see you all soon. That being said, I'm your host, Survivor Payne Bill Blanchard, along with Christian Fury and the future of this business, L.A. Smooth. Y'all have a good one.